And welcome to episode 12 of the Gavel Podcast. My name is Adam. And I'm Christopher Britton. The Gavel Podcast is the official podcast of Sigma Nu Fraternity and is a show dedicated to keeping you updated on the operations of the Legion of Honor and connecting you to the stories from our brotherhood. To find out more from the fraternity, you can always check out our website at sigmanu.org. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at sigmanuhq or by searching for, the, or, or by searching for Sigma Nu Fraternity. Uh, and where might I search for Sigma New Fraternity, Christopher? Um, so you can do that on Facebook. Uh, that's probably the place that's the easiest to to do that. Unfortunately, Facebook doesn't have kind of the the convenient uh, handles or at at Sigma New HQ. Um, so you have to be a little bit more creative. But um, certainly, if you are looking for the fraternity email signatures website, you're going to be able to find us pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Google DuckDuckGo Ask Jeeves. Is still a thing, probably. Is it? I don't know. Is it? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm basic. I default to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Adam? I'm great. I'm great. I've got coffee. My cat is running around being a menace, so hopefully she doesn't make it on the recording. But uh, that uh, is everything that I need to be right in the zone for uh, a recording of, uh, as I say that, she jumps on my lap. Hello. Yeah. Um, well, I'm super excited about this episode. I am too. I'm I'm, I'm really hyped. The uh, um, So, I mean, people should, at, at this point, have gathered that we, we do the interviews in advance, we come back, we record, you know, intro, outro. I'm sorry if that's breaking the fourth wall for anyone, but, um, you know, th- that's how we're able to know that the interview was awesome, we enjoyed it, it was, it was fun, um, we get to talk about the interview for a little bit and then go into the interview, but this one was genuinely, like, really, really cool. I say that about all of them because they are all really cool. We wouldn't have somebody on here if we weren't excited about having them on here. But yeah, so uh, for those of you who maybe have just read, you know, the the caption for the episode or just you know jumped right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today's special guest is uh, Ben Kirby. He's an initiate of our Gamma Upsilon chapter at the University of Arkansas. Um, and he is a recent author and also the account manager for the social media account preachers and sneakers. Um, so essentially, uh, Ben became Instagram famous, uh, a couple of years ago, um, after kind of posting to, um, to Instagram, uh, conversations around faith and, uh, and fashion and kind of posing some questions that I think, you know, certainly were challenging and were thought provoking and overnight just had, viral success. Uh, And so knowing that this past year in particular, we've seen kind of this weird intersection of fraternity and social media on Mm -hmm. things like TikTok, um, Alabama Rush Talk became super popular and was kind of all in the the media as people were really uh, paying attention to that. Um, 
but you've also seen this kind of wave of young social media influencers, young individuals who have gained a huge following of their own on various platforms, YouTube, Twitch, uh, all the social media platforms, you know, are now kind of coming to college and are mm-hmm. joining our chapters. And so we thought it would be a really fascinating conversation to um, bring in Ben to talk about his experience, to get his thoughts on, you know, what is this kind of wave of, of social media influence, wave of social media celebrity? What does that mean for our chapters? Uh, and certainly, you know, to talk, talk a little bit about his story too, you know, it's a really cool uh, experience that he has had. Um, and certainly we're, we're excited to, to be able to have that conversation with him. Yeah. So I, I actually, um, I remember seeing this when it, when it did go viral. I'm like a lot of people, um, you know, spend, spend time online. I, you know, I, I love you know, scrolling through and, and, uh, participating in the conversations on you know, Instagram, Reddit, um, you know, Twitter, stuff like that. And I remember seeing, um, you know, preachers and sneakers, uh, posts come up and, and if, uh, you know, people aren't familiar with what, um, you know, kind of the format is and, and where, uh, or what the, um, the focus is it is you know um preachers or you know, faith leaders or um you know uh i don't know what the the other uh positions might be or, or people that that are featured on the account but you know prominent figures uh you know in in the the the, the christian faith um basically you know, on stage or in public or in videos and then you know a screenshot of their shoes the shoes that they're wearing and then a screenshot of of the uh retail value of those shoes um is kind of the uh the whole formula there um and then into you know other clothing and other things like that but it is um and, and that's it it really um i think that was a big piece of of the virality of it is like he's not necessarily saying anything about what is going on he's saying hey here's a fact this is what this person's wearing. This is what it's worth. Um, so, so that uh, it did kind of propel that to to the the viral nature and um, you know, going viral is something that we talk about in in the the interview as well. Um, and just like, what does that mean? How how does that affect somebody? Um, and it's really cool to see somebody uh, you know, deal with it firsthand and and the you know, the 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 things that he thought about and the things he had to d- deal with because of that. So, um, yeah. Very neat interview. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, do when you I, have any other? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say really quickly, too, um, for listeners, I actually think it would be really beneficial to maybe go and check out uh, the social media profile. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to talk about, um, in the interview, Ben's book. Mm-hmm. And so earlier this year, he released his book, uh, Preachers and Sneakers, Authenticity in an Age of For-Profit Faith and Wannabe Celebrities. Um you know, if you want to to dive into that book as well and maybe read that, uh, I know he would be appreciative. Um, you can certainly find that uh, wherever books are sold. Um, but I also think it would just help our listeners to have that context going into the interview to certainly understand where Ben's coming from, uh, to have a little bit of background. Uh, I think that's going to make that interview and listening to Ben talk about that experience uh, uh, much richer uh, and much more uh, interesting. Um, you know, certainly you can go into it and enjoy it. I think we, we touch on a, a number of different topics that are, are really, um, interesting regardless of your familiarity with his background, but, um, always want to plug that and, um, his Instagram handle. Um, and I think you can also find him 
on various other social media platforms uh, using the, the same handle, but it's preachers, the letter N, sneakers, all one word. So preachers in sneakers. Um, and so you can find him again, his, on his primary account, which is on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, just go, just, uh, yeah, search it and, and, uh, check out the, the account before you, we, uh, or as we're diving into the, the interview, um, you don't even have to pause it. You can do it right now. Um, <laughs> uh, unless you're, uh, one of the, the people that's listening to this on, uh, the, the, actually you can do it then too, cause you're listening to it on a desktop. If you're listening to this right now, you have internet, you have the capability, you have the technology. Um, but yeah, give him a follow too. He's he's just genuinely a really awesome guy, and you know uh, we loved uh, getting to to speak with him. Um, so definitely support him. All right. Um, any any other notes, Christopher? Anything else uh, uh, we want to uh, plug or talk about before we dive into the interview? Yeah. So I've got two things. Um, so one. Um, at this point, uh, we have already kind of passed uh, registration. So this isn't a call to action, but just wanted to make people aware that we've got College of Chapters coming up uh, January 3rd through 6th. In um, person. Is, right. This is our in, return, in to, Roanoke. <laughs> our return to in-person um, activity. So funny enough, you know, this is also approaching the first anniversary the inaugural, no, that's not right. The first anniversary of uh, the Gavel podcast, at the believe the kind of first couple of episodes, we were promoing or talking about the College of Chapters experience and um, kind of what we that was what that experience is going to be like virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested, go back listen to episode one. You're going to hear a lot of information about that uh, and kind of our takeaways from that experience. Uh, but now we're returning to in-person activity. Uh, we're super excited about that. We know that our chapters are as well. And so um, I'm sure the next episode, uh, which will release in January, uh, we'll have the chance to to talk more about that and kind of maybe our takeaways from College of Chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, the other point that I wanted to bring up. So next week, we have our quarterly publication uh, that's going to be hitting mailbox or sorry, email inboxes. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar, uh, a couple months ago, we released a new digital publication called The Quarterly. Uh, it comes out once a quarter, uh, to kind of a, in alignment with the start of each uh, season. And so next week is going to be the, the start of winter. And so we'll release the winter quarterly. Um, but it is a digest of roughly three months or so, uh, three months content uh, from all of our chapters, kind of recapping uh, what they accomplished, stories from their chapters, updates, uh, also including alumni news. Um, And so we're really excited about that. I think last, uh, the fall quarterly was really um, exciting. We got a lot of really positive feedback. So we're excited uh, to be releasing the the winter quarterly as well. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. it's going to be coming to your inbox using the the primary email address that we have on file. Um, and that should go out to all Sigma News with good email addresses. Uh, so if you are not getting it, and I think it should come out around uh, December 21st, if you're not getting it, check your spam filter um, or uh, update or contact the general fraternity and let us know. And we'll make sure that that gets updated so that you are receiving your copy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, you can reach out to headquarters, um, headquarters at sigmanew.org and, uh, uh, and, and uh, c- connect with us that way uh, to get your contact information updated. Um, yeah. Or just yell really loud. If you yell loud enough, uh, we will hear you. 
Yeah. And Adam, do you want to give the listeners kind of a, a sneak peek or kind of give a, some background information about season three of the Gavel podcast? Boy, do I. Um, yeah, guys, uh, as Christopher said a little bit ago, we are you know approaching the um, you know, the, the one year of, of doing a podcast, which, um, you know, if you were if you if you're a day one, thank you. Um, if you're a, a day 364, thank you, too. Um, you know, we're we've just been um, so happy with you know, what we've been able to do. And, you know, uh, for, for me, the interviews that I've been able to have, Christopher, I'm sure you would feel the same. Um, so, you know, first off, thank you guys all for, for all the support that, uh, that we've gotten, uh, for the podcast. Um, you know, I know I've gotten some really nice emails from people and I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, uh, season three, uh, I guess, uh, we've done roughly, you know, six month segments, uh, in, in two seasons here. Um, it's how it's kind of, uh, arranged, uh, in our minds, but, uh, it is just monthly so uh you know, we are uh, approaching that third season uh, we're, we're pretty excited about it we've got some um interesting interviews lined up um a- a around topics that we think uh you guys are really going to enjoy so um you know, if you do have uh, you know any feedback for us or any you know ideas or hey uh, here's a, a an interesting person or hey i'm an interesting person uh th- that uh, um you know that that we could potentially uh, use in a future interview we would love to hear from you um so you know, again reach out to us uh, on a- any of the uh, the platforms that we have um, or um, Christopher news at org, right? Yeah, news at org. N-E-W-S, not N-U. Uh, just always have to fill, uh, throw out the disclaimer. Yeah. Um, but N-E-W-S at org. Uh, that's going to be probably the best place to send that feedback uh, just because that goes directly to the podcast team. Yes. Cool. Um, I think that's it. Uh, should we should we dive in? Let's go. All right. See you guys in the back end. Brothers in Sigma Nu united. Brothers who by the sword were knighted. Blessed by a star shining afar. Rocked in the cradle of old Virginia. Five arms that bind our hearts together. We Hello and welcome back, everyone. Uh, so as we mentioned at the beginning, we are here with our guest, Ben Kirby. Uh, ben is an initiate of Gamma Upsilon chapter at the University of Arkansas, uh, and we're excited to be able to talk to him today. Uh, he is the owner of the Instagram account Preachers and Sneakers, which kind of took off uh, into its kind of own... Um, viral space uh, in the last couple of years and it started some really interesting online conversations uh, he recently published a book under the same name uh, preachers and sneakers uh, and so we're excited to bring him in to today to talk a little bit about the book but then also to go into a deeper dive into just um kind of the state of social media and kind of how that is actually impacting our chapters um so ben um Want to give you the opportunity to do a quick introduction. I know I just did one, but if you could go a little bit, you know, in more in depth on that, and also people can hear your voice for the first time. Uh, sure. so if you would, um, you know, state your name, chapter, and just mentioned it, but it, repeat it. Um, your occupation, if you kind of want to talk about what you do, especially outside of social media, mm-hmm. and then we'll also want to get your Sigma news story here in a second. But I'll I'll kind of prompt you on that after uh, after the introduction. Okay. Thanks, guys, for having me on the pod. It's fun to do something with uh, Sigma Nu, finally, after several years of, of being graduated. You know, Sigma Nu was a huge part of my life 
in undergrad. And then when you graduate, oftentimes it's not as much if you move out of state or whatever. So I'm excited to talk Sigma Nu with some fellow brothers uh, again. So I'm, yeah, I'm Ben Kirby. I'm from Ruston, Louisiana originally, which I don't know the Louisiana tech is there. I can't remember what the chapter is, but there's a Sigma Nu in Louisiana tech. Um, uh, Gamma Upsilon 2591 from Arkansas. And I graduated in 2011 from University of Arkansas. Um, so I guess a quick, the quick, I guess, career rundown is after college, I went to the Marines. I was a logistics officer. I did that for five years. And uh, when I got out, I spent a couple of years running a property management company, uh, well, part of running a property management company in Austin, Texas, and then went back to get my MBA at SMU in Dallas. And that's what brought us here to Dallas. I'm, I'm in Dallas currently with my wife and son, Davis Dean. Um, my wife's name is Stacy. My son's name is Davis Dean. And um, along the way, when I was getting my MBA um, at SMU, a full-time school, thankfully the military helped pay for it. And so I was able to do the whole full-time MBA thing. I, <clears throat> I happened, I guess, a little more background while I was at the NBA or getting my MBA to make ends meet. I was kind of buying and reselling sneakers. There's like an arbitrage opportunity that exists where if you can get lucky enough, you can buy sneakers at a certain price and then resell them um, for a profit on some of the resale marketplaces. And so I kind of started to develop a, a pretty extensive knowledge about sneakers and could identify them really quickly. And at the same time, uh, heavily involved with our church and have been a Christian basically my entire life because I grew up in the South and so there's no other choice. And so I threw like halfway through the MBA program, I was sitting on my couch one day and noticed this pretty high profile worship leader on YouTube wearing a pair of Yeezy 750s that are a specific pair of kind of rare um, shoes that Kanye West uh, designed from a few years ago. And they were reselling for like at the time, like $800, $850. And for whatever reason that day, I had stirred something within me that I had never been stirred before, really. And I had never felt compelled to really comment on a thing like this. But I um, decided to go to Instagram and for my 300 personal followers, make some videos basically saying like, hey, did y'all know these shoes are worth $800 and this guy's a worship leader? This is wild. Like, how are these guys making this much money to be able to afford these kind of shoes? That was it. And um, I didn't have any background in like mass media or being a public figure or whatever, but um, I made a couple posts like that video format. And then eventually it turned into me just screenshotting a pastor's own post and then putting the price tag or the market value of their sneakers right next to that photo. And by just putting those two things next to each other, it caused people to lose their minds. This was in March of 2019. I started this in like March 15th, March 17th of 2019. And a month later I had a hundred thousand followers and was like taking offers from the today show to come on and doing interviews with the New York times all because I had basically shown the world how much these pastors were wearing, uh, how much their shoes were, were worth. And um, it created this very out of control. Uh, what's the word? Um, the publicity was insane for what it was like. It wasn't supposed to be a thing. It was literally me sitting on a couch with my phone 
taking screenshots and splicing things together. Uh, all of it being true facts, but those facts caused people to really uh, get heated on both sides. Like a lot of people were really mad at me because they thought that I was being a troll or being divisive or being um, a gossip or something. And then on the other side, a lot of people that have strong opinions about faith leaders and money thought what I was doing was really noble and was very important and all that kind of stuff. And so there was um, a big draw from a lot of different types of people. And so um, I'm just this random idiot dude in Dallas making these posts in class on my phone and like having to um, like schedule out all these interviews with these media companies that were very interested in it. And at the same time I was doing it all anonymously because I just didn't know what was happening. Like I had mm-hmm. no, I had no equipping for um, this type of experience. And so until we uh, had a grasp on what was happening, we just decided my wife and I thought it'd be best to do it anonymously. And it ended up being a two year thing. And then um, at the beginning of this year came out publicly, released a book, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, I guess I'll pause there, but that's, that's kind of what uh, brought me here. Oh, I guess professionally now, I, I, I'm a director of business development for a startup here in Dallas that basically, um, c- basically puts 5G antennas on rooftops, and our entire business model is based on connecting commercial real estate owners and cellular companies to facilitate those rooftop leases, and then we take a cut. So I'm, I do business development for them, and that's going pretty well, and yeah, that's it. And I, you know, I'd, I'd still run preachers and sneakers. I have a book. I do a podcast. I do a YouTube. All that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, somehow try to stay married and take care of this kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, sorry, Adam. I, I so one one thing that I've been dying to ask you about this because I, I remember seeing like I saw preachers and sneakers before you know I knew you were behind it and before I knew that um, you you were Sigma Nu and and all of that. Um, and and so it's just it's always been super interesting to me to watch someone kind of go viral quote unquote, you know, and you truly experienced that, right? Yeah. Like that is, that is by definition exactly what you did. So like you said, like hundred thousand followers in a month, what is that like? Is there like a day that you wake up and it's like, Oh, last night I gained, you know, 30,000 followers or something because of X, Y, Z thing. Like, what is it like, like you said, sitting on the couch and just like having this happen on your phone in front of you? Yeah. Uh, it's it's very exciting and also very scary at the same time. Like I'm a guy mm-hmm. that likes I like to entertain people. I like to make people laugh. I'm you know Enneagram three. I enjoy being a high achiever. I, I enjoy th- the idea that people think I'm funny or impressive or whatever. Um, and so to have that like immediate validation at scale more so than you could have ever imagined feels pretty good. But at the same time, um, given the subject matter people were also very angry and were very mean at the same, like a lot of people just out of nowhere were like questioning my salvation, accusing me of leading people away from faith, like all because I'm just showing people how much these sneakers are worth, like what they truly are worth. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but it, it's really cool. I mean, there are, there were days where I was getting like 10,000 new followers a day, which is, you know, for people that really want to grow a social media platform, that's the dream. And, Mm -hmm. Um, there were, you know, several inflection points, like the New York times did an article one time and that I think I had 25,000 new followers that the day that article came out. Um, and so as a kind of dreamer type, you know, you start 
cycling through all the possibilities of what could happen for your life. It's like, well, I had this idea that I was going to get an MBA and go get a whatever, whatever like business job. But now this weird social media thing is happening and I see other people making a ton of money from this, like having whole entertainment careers from this. And so that opens up, at least opens up the possibility in your mind, like, whoa, maybe I've been missing the, the whole point. Like maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very easy to like, uh, play fantasy games with yourself to say, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to move to Hollywood and be in freaking, I'll get my own TV show or something. Um, so that, that part's fun. It's scary in that, you know, you think about the, the damage that people can do to you or to others online as well. So like I was very, for a long time, I was concerned about people like my wife worked at a church at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was concerned about her. Like I would, I would feel terrible if what I was doing on social media caused somebody to say something terrible about her or to like, mm-hmm. um, show up at our house or whatever, that kind of thing. And so there were some mm-hmm. real concerns that there isn't a real great playbook for like, you don't, what do you, how do you protect yourself? Like you want the benefits of building a big platform, but also you don't want to just, open up your life to the world because it's, it's, it's like the ocean. It's like it, it mm-hmm. is, you are powerless if you are just like a public profile open to the ways that people interpret your account. So it was, it was fun. It was also concerning just because one, I know the person I am and know that like, Oh, this could really go to my head. Like this, mm-hmm. this could, re- this feels really good. And if I'm not careful, this could really go to my head, but also like just the, um, the real life concerns as well. Like I'm a, I'm self-aware enough to know that not all publicity is good. Like to, if I just let it go willy nilly, plenty of things like my life could be ruined. If, mm-hmm. if the wrong people got like enough people with the wrong intentions wanted to like research me or like do a smear campaign or whatever, people could ruin my life. And so there were those concerns as well. So I, I was committed to like trying to do it slower than just like taking every opportunity for publicity, that kind of thing. Yeah, when the content you were posting was not necessarily intended to be divisive, as you kind of shared, but you know certainly kind of fit into the space of ask, er, causing people to reflect and to form an opinion about what they thought about the content you were posting, and and you know just from following the account, you know you weren't necessarily like taking a stance on whether something was bad or good you were just shining a light on it and saying yeah, it, what it do you think you about this you weren't wearing the shoes like you were just you were just showing the shoes and then showing That's the right. price i mean it like, was it was definitely provocative like the yeah if you mix religion and money it, it inherently mm-hmm. come to find out i did not really put that together at the beginning but it is like a um a ticking time bomb like it is um what's like oil and water or oil and whatever when you mix two things that are combustible, it's that, it's that, whatever that is. <laughs> um, and, but you're right. Like I did make a point to be in the middle because it's one of those kind of gray areas where there's not, if I was to take a hard side on either side, I would basically alienate the other side and basically come off as a, an a-hole because there is nuance and we can get into it later, but there is nuance to a lot of these situations that people on the internet aren't prepared to consider. They just want to you know, Instagram is very visual. And so they want to see the post and spout their opinion about it immediately and not think through like, Hey, wait a second. You know, there's a lot of other elements at play and I get the benefit of being able to 
experience both sides i guess you can call it a benefit but it frustrates a lot of people that i won't just say hey this is wrong because it's it's a little more complicated than that yeah i kind of want to expand on something so you know something that i feel i've noticed about social media as of late is it feels more so now than ever you are kind of like one click away from from fame whether you wanted it or not um and you see plenty of people who are excited about the opportunity to capitalize on their fame. You see others who wish they could get, you know, they could pay any amount of money to to have it all go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, you know, you also referenced kind of this phenomenon as well of like the second something becomes good or is celebrated in the, in, in social media, um, you have this kind of other side where it's like, well, we want to investigate and figure out like what's beneath the surface. Right. Um, and then that becomes the narrative. And, and unfortunately that is, uh, you know, I think where a lot of people are like, I never asked for this. I never asked yeah. to be investigated. I never asked to be, um, to be put on a pedestal for anyone. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of curious, you know, from your experience, you know, as you reflect back on the past, you know, two years now, you know, what were the highs, what were the lows, you know, do you feel like, um, you would go back and kind of do it all again. Like what's your, your take on this now having some space between kind of going viral initial initially and kind of, you know, maybe kind of maturing in your opinion of, of that whole experience. Yeah. The, I guess I'll go through the highs and lows first and then maybe go through some regrets or things I would do differently. The highs. um, It's really fun to have a big platform. It's fun to have a blue check Mark people, will respond to you like with celebrities will respond to you. If you've got a blue check mark, that's, uh, which sounds like if you sit on paper, that sounds so pathetic, but there actually is kind of, there's some power in that and having like a verified tag, really. Like if you have a verified tag, a lot more people are apt to respond to you. And so I've, I've been able to, I mean, one, I talk about this in the book, like it's fun to be, to interact with celebrities and that's kind of an indictment on what has caused some of the cultural things in our church. Like it's, it's something that I need to repent of often is that like, Oh, it feels really good to be around people that seem important. And, um, but objectively that's fun. It's fun to have a well-known celebrity reach out to you and say, I love your account. That's, you're hilarious. Like comedians messaging me saying you're hilarious. It's like, okay, that's, that feels objectively awesome. Especially as a guy that's like wants to entertain people, wants to make people laugh. Um, so that was really cool. I mean, like John Mayer follows the account quest love wore the drummer for the roots wore one of my hoodies at a red carpet premiere, like all of this stuff that I could have never scripted out was happening because I was just showing, the price tag of people's shoes um like uh a whole host of celebrities i could i i now count as friends because of this account it's really weird a guy that the reason i have my job now is because of a friend that i met through instagram um so all that's really fun like it's fun it's fun to be proud of a thing that's unique it's fun to like to say that I got an actual book deal and physically wrote an entire book. And um, like, there's a lot of achievements that I'm proud of. Um, but at the same time, it, 
I mean, it caused a lot of anxiety. I mean, like when you have thousands of people messaging you that are saying they're Christians that are saying what you're doing is unchristian or is of the devil or is causing people to lose their faith. All of that does not feel good. Like as a guy, like I'm not a sociopath, like it feels, it does not feel good for people to, who apparently believe the same thing as you say, what you're doing is wrong and you need to change. Um, and so that caused uh, a lot of reflection. I'd got a lot of therapy just because it, what was happening felt important. Like it felt important. Like people were talking about a thing that was pretty hard to talk about, about, you know, the appropriateness of this kind of Christian industrial complex where we can, you know, basically productize Christianity and whether or not any of it is not okay. Like, is it always okay to just like make a profit off of preaching and teaching the Bible? Uh, is it always okay to just, be independently wealthy from conferences and albums and all that kind of stuff. Um, stuff that people just kind of wanted to bury their head in the sand about when, which I felt after the fact or like after the thing initially went viral, it's like, Oh, this is a lot more important than just preachers literally wearing sneakers. And so that felt important, but there was a real tension and there's still this kind of a tension where there's still enough people out there that are incredibly angry at me for what I do that, does not feel good. Like I would have much preferred to come up with a dope song or a, a funny video to go viral instead of a pretty heavy, like money and religion topic. Like this is not how I would have scripted it myself. Um, so the lows are that like, there's a constant battle between like, I like I've sold hoodies in the past and my book sells for money. And so there's this constant like conversation I have with myself about like, Am I being a hypocrite? People are going to call me a hypocrite or a coward because I was anonymous, that kind of stuff. None of that feels good. And all of it was kind of me making decisions with the information I had in front of me. Like there's not a, like I said, there's not really a great playbook for going viral, especially like in the faith space. Um, and we can maybe talk about overall, like social media, not many of us are equipped at all to handle the scale of it anyways, like even just for like our private accounts. Um, so there was highs in that really fun to grow a platform. It's fun to have influence. It's fun to interact with celebrities. Low is like, it's difficult to have people genuinely hate what you do or, uh, accuse you of doing something you never, you know, you're not doing like, you know, you're not trying, or I know I'm not trying to be divisive or like erode the fabric of Christianity. It's just like, I also am not scared to ask questions, bro. Like, the, you know, a lot of people take my asking semi difficult questions as an attack where it's like, dude, if your faith feels attacked by people asking questions, that's a pretty weak faith to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I could do it again, I think I would do it again because I, I've had enough people say that it has led to really like a meaningful, potentially eternal type conversations about faith and, hard questions and accountability for themselves and for their faith leaders, accountability for where they spend their money or give their money, all that kind of stuff. All of that feels like it, it was worth the effort. Um, I think I would have come out in public a lot quicker than the time it took for me to do just because I, uh, wanting, wanting to be above reproach. Like I didn't, I would have preferred to just be out in public and take, all of the criticism on the chin instead of 
people be able to point and say, oh, look at you hiding behind an account or whatever. Mm. Um, when I knew I wasn't hiding, it was like more strategic than that. But um, I would have probably come out in public a lot quicker. And then, I don't know, like I might have, I might have done, I mean, when you, when you do a thing like this, you don't expect it to go viral. Like millions of people every day just post random videos about a, a hot take that they have mm-hmm. and it's never going to go viral. That was the equivalent of what I did. Like I had nothing special. Like I had no algorithm in my favor. Um, so it's hard for me to go back and say like, well, I wish I would have done more research into these guys or message them directly. When in fact it's like, dude, I'm just this idiot guy sitting here giving a hot sports opinion about their sneakers and it's not going to go viral or anything, but it actually did. Um, so there's maybe some small things that I would do uh, if I could do it over again. But overall, I think it's a net, it's been a net positive for whatever conversation has been caused from it. And I like, I don't, I don't think that's like comes from some crazy inspiration that I have. Like, I think there was a luck factor also. Like if you believe in God, I believe that he had a hand in it, at least allowing it to happen or making it happen. Um, so just trying to like, this is Christianese, but like steward the opportunity as best I can. So uh, it's interesting to hear you kind of talk about being anonymous at first and, and having that, just having the post itself go viral like it's not it's not you it's not um you know anything that you're bringing into it from your previous for like from your real life it is hey here's my observation and that in and of itself sparks a conversation good and bad because i i feel like you to go viral you need to spark something in someone that you're going to get positive and and negative right like that's what creates the the energy to to get a, a, a post or a movement like that and mm-hmm. I, I mean i i would call it a movement i think you're you are you, preachers and sneakers is part of a larger examination of you know I- elites and and people that we see and and um are uh, put in front of us as role models right yeah and, and getting to see like what what are they truly doing or what are, where are their motivations one interesting part of it now that we wanted to talk to you about is you know, going viral has evolved and shifted over the years and, and increasingly now, especially with, with TikTok, um, mm-hmm. you know, somebody will go viral publicly. Like this is the, like their face and like they're, they're doing a dance or they're doing something and they're, they are in the video and they go viral mm-hmm. as a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you could, you could do the same thing overnight, wake up and have, you know, a, a million views on a video that you put up um, just through the algorithm. And then those teenagers are now joining our chapters or are, are like, you know, going into college and like, you've got this massive, massive, massive social capital that, like you said, like we're like, as human beings, we are not programmed to like deal with this level of like inter interconnectivity and communication with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially as a developing person. So, um, you, I mean, given your experience, like what, what might that be like for uh, someone joining a chapter or how does a chapter deal with somebody coming in with 500,000 followers on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and well, oh, I'm, sorry, so gra- I'm so grateful that um, social media was on its like early onset going into like in 2007 
was when I joined the fraternity. I'm very, very grateful that it wasn't what it is today. I mean, I think mm-hmm. even the nationals are probably happy about that too. Cause there's like, uh, people are like, people are like getting canceled for stuff that they did 10 years ago or whatever. Mm. I'm just very happy that social media was what it was in 2007 compared to what it is now. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not the, it's not the fact that people are doing dumb stuff. It's the, the fact that people are recording themselves doing dumb yeah, stuff in 4k or v- vice versa. It's not the fact that you're recording it. It's the fact that you're doing it in the first place. Right. Exactly. At least right. now, yeah, now it, now it, uh, now it, your, your dumb mistake goes viral and everyone gets to see it. Right. Exactly. Um, but it is TikTok is one, I watch a lot of TikTok. I don't really produce much on TikTok just because uh, it might have passed me by already, but it is very addicting. Like it, the way that algorithm picks stuff for you and the way that it's just like unlimited content, it's that's very powerful. And it's it's good for the creator in that like you can actually make money. Like with Instagram, if you have a million followers, you can make $0. Like Instagram doesn't pay you anything for the amount of attention you get. But for TikTok and YouTube – there you can make some real money there um and for the guys and girls joining greek chapters it's interesting i like having been the commander at gamma upsilon when i saw that question like immediately i kind of get the like um cya flag going like because it seems like if you have somebody coming to your chapter with half a million followers or something, I'd at least want to talk to an attorney that represents a fraternity and say like, look, how do we at least protect ourselves from like somebody with 500,000 followers can cause a major stir. Like I've got a quarter million followers and can cause a pretty big stir. And as a commander or as a exec of the fraternity with like a little bit of legal liability, I would really want to make sure we've got protections and maybe policies in place, which sounds so like boomer, like capitalist of me, like, but a policy in place about social media would be pretty, at least something to cover the the chapter a bit, because it's like kind of uncharted waters, but also if they post the wrong video with, with Sigma new letters in the background, clearly at university of Arkansas, there could be some negative. I mean, y'all have seen it at nationals. Like people uh, can get the entire chapter in trouble. Um, and so I would. One of my biggest regrets about being the commander at Game of Upsilon was that a lot of it I just winged. Like I didn't, I didn't reach out to like actual adults uh, early enough to try to figure out what we we're doing. Because like as guys leading a fraternity chapter, a lot of us. I mean, I was twenty years old leading a 150 dudes and several hundred thousand dollar budget without any clue what I was doing. Um, and so I guess I would, I would want to have protections in place on the front end knowing like it's, a, it would, okay, I'm rambling a bit, but from the leadership's perspective, I don't want to be protected or I at least want to understand what the ramifications would be for one of our members doing something online that could negatively affect our chapter for a member or somebody that's rushing I mean, like during rush at Arkansas, we would, we would flex about all of our, you know, important alumni like Harrison Ford and Eli Manning, Archie Manning. Um, you know, if, if you've got a TikTok star in your chapter, it feels like a pretty slam dunk rush opportunity to say, Hey, we've got freaking Johnny knucklehead 
TikTok star, come join our fraternity. Or, I mean, it feels like there's the sororities do a really good job of making like the hype videos and stuff. Or, like at least at SMU, all the sororities make these like pretty well curated hype videos. It seems like there's probably an opportunity for um, going into it. Like if you already have existing influencers within, within your chapter to leverage that for rush opportunities, even if it's like, I mean, I don't know if you can pay one of your, so there again, like I would want to know from an attorney, like, Hey, can we pay one of our members to his whatever regular rate to make a post about rush or whatever? Like that would be something I would want to know. Like, how can we leverage our um, membership to make our chapter look better? Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that still feels a little uncharted. It feels like an oh, yeah. it feels like an opportunity, but also for the guys that are leading the chapter, I would over-index on trying to protect the fraternity from any kind of any of these like kind of unknown variables that are if we're talking TikTok specifically, like TikTok influencers. Yeah, it's funny that your your mind went to how can we leverage <laughs> this yeah. TikTok star for you know for recruitment. My right. mind went to. Oh man, we do. This is not a magnifying glass or, you know, a camera that we want pointed in the direction of our chapter. I mean, I think back to my undergraduate experience and, um, I don't know if either of the two of you are familiar with Scotty McCreary, yeah. He's a, yeah. a country singer on American Idol, um, went Solomon to in concert. Oh, nice. He's got that uh, voice. Brad, Brad Paisley. <laughs> they, they, I remember they made fun of him because they said, "Oh yeah, he because uh, he opened," and then he, they were like, "Oh yeah, he had to go to bed. He's got school tomorrow." <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's hilarious. So him and I are roughly the same age. He's maybe a few years. Well, actually, the same age, roughly, as all of us. Um, and so he was at NC State the same time that I was there, and I was maybe a, one or two years ahead of him uh, when he had enrolled at the at the university, and he was very close friends with a guy who was in the chapter. And so there was all this kind of internal conversation of like, are we going to get Scotty McCreary to join Sigma Nu? <laughs> and a lot of the guys were like all about it. And then there was like a small cluster, which I was a part of, that was like, I don't know if we want that attention. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, because I mean, and this was before social media is at kind of the where it's at right now, which is, you know, all of a sudden you're going to have reporters who are wanting to know like what Scotty McCurry's life is like in a fraternity. Mm -hmm. Um, and not to say that anything in our chapter was bad or was inappropriate, but it's just, you know, you, you have to live in that tension of having your actions reviewed and examined every single day. And, and you never know, like is, is something that you did going to be, viewed as inappropriate or something that you did going to be viewed as, um, you know, mistake, especially when you're, you know, still trying to figure out how to be an adult, you know, yeah. you're a young adult living on your own uh, for the first time in your life in college and you're, you're prone to make stupid mistakes. And, you know, we as the national organization are constantly working with young men who, you know, in any context, you know, are, you know, they're, they're, their one mistake may actually be like completely detrimental to their entire college experience, you know, because yeah. they're not really given the grace of, of redemption and, you know, the opportunity to, uh, to make amends for, for, you know, the mistakes that they made sometimes. And, you know, that's always a constant struggle with our risk reduction team and kind of how do you navigate that process and, you know, how do you continue to, 
uh, be good stewards of the values of our organization and um, and ensure their chapters are doing the right thing, but then also giving space to men to, you know, to grow and change and be better. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, you know, I think about, um, I think on YouTube, there were two women who joined Chi Omega at Baylor. Uh, I think their names were like Brooklyn and Bailey. Um, you know, they were kind of early YouTube influencers, you know, then joining a sorority. I, I remember you looking at that being like, gosh, I can't imagine how Chi Omega staff is thinking about that. Um, and I, two of your members have more followers than the entire national organization has. <laughs> oh like, yeah, as members, it's real power. Yeah, it's real <laughs> yeah. power. And and Chi Omega is one of the largest and most followed socially um, national organizations out there. And those women probably eclipse them by magnitudes. You know, uh, you know that are just incomprehensible. You know, you're talking about millions versus thousands yeah. uh, of followers. And so, you know, it everything you do or say is going to be scrutinized. And oftentimes, you know, the things that they are going to pick up on are not necessarily the the talking points that you want repeated or that you want uh, promoted on behalf of your organization. So yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good point about like you put, at least at Arkansas, you put a hundred dudes or maybe, maybe it was more like 70 dudes in a house ages 18 to 21. And then you're going to put a guy that has a million followers in the same house with a camera, like, you know, as Sigma news, we, we take pride in our organization. We want everybody to operate with LHT, but by nature of having a bunch of random 18 year olds in a fraternity house, there are some things that probably don't need to be blasted out to the viral sphere in HD just by nature of guys, like, like you said, making mistakes. Like, again, I would expect everybody to act like adults, but you're right. Like having, it might be at least, it's at least an additional risk to have mm-hmm. somebody with that kind of influence in a house when guys are, um, you know, living their lives and living their lives imperfectly in the wrong context. It could really, I don't know, bring some detriment to the chapter well, yeah. the, or at least Sigma as a whole. The, the 15 second mistake, you know, that, that you, that you made uh, well, on video goes viral and gets millions of views. The apology video that you post afterwards is not going to go viral. Right. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm team, like hold people accountable for their actions. 100%. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. But also like a l- context does matter, or at least like let's hold them accountable within their community. Not with the, I think the like, public court of public opinion the 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 villain of the, of the day um or whatever's uh t- twitter's person of the day right if you're the person of the day it's either very good or very bad right <clears throat> but also the good thing is that people's attention spans are super short hmm. and so if you just you know like put your head down and uh muscle through you're probably going to make it okay unless you're like egregious yeah um well i guess it's kind of a final question to kind of wrap us up here so you know, we've kind of talked, we've talked about just the chaos of social media and certainly, you know, some of the highs and lows of it, but mm-hmm. you, and you've referenced this, I mean, it is a lucrative career opportunity for some. And so, you know, kind of recognizing the serious economics of it and having someone again, who, you know, has been in this space, I thought it would be valuable for our listeners to kind of talk about that a little bit, you know, so thinking about your, um, 
professional experience through kind of your Instagram following, um, YouTube, the book, you know, are there kind of best practices that you would, um, or advice that you would give to especially younger members who may be listening to this podcast and are thinking about, you know, I am starting a, I'm a, you know, small business owner, or I am a, you know, person who's trying to become an influencer. You know, how do you leverage social media? Like what are the, what advice would you have for someone who's trying to leverage social media in a way that kind of enhances their entrepreneurial opportunities or their small businesses? Yeah. It's a good question. The thing about social media is that, it never stops and you can never do enough. Like that's the, that's the double edged sword. And the thing that I'm experiencing now on the back end of a lot of the hype around my account is like, how much am I willing to invest to stay relevant or at least to stay like in good favor of the algorithm, you know, like the algorithms control mm-hmm. everything. Cause like I have, I have like 270,000 followers and 500 people see my stuff sometimes like it'll, mm. it's weird the algorithm has power but like not talking about the like the bigger concerns about social media and its effects on our anxiety depression outlook on life all that kind of stuff which is probably a whole nother podcast if you're if you're trying to pursue being an influencer growing your business online you know, having talked to people with much bigger accounts than mine, like consistency is the thing that always comes up um, in that uh, always, I mean, to really grow your accounts, you have to post multiple times a day in multiple formats across platforms with stuff that's current, with hashtags that are discoverable, all that kind of stuff. Um, But consistency, like if you are consistent with what you're putting out, you have to do that unless you get lucky with going viral, kind of like I did. Like if you want to truly grow your account, you got to be consistent. And then um, I think another thing that plenty of people talk about, this is not some revelation that I've come up with, but not being scared of what people like, and this is like the pot calling the kettle black because I'm always concerned about what people think about what I post, but truly you have to put up, put content out there that you believe in and not because somebody is, encouraging you to do or post like telling you what to post or encouraging you to do something like you got to put what you want to put out there when you want to put it out there um, and feel good about it regardless of the engagement it gets like you can you can alter your content based off of analytics to try to get things to perform better but don't uh, don't um, I'm freaking, I've only had four cups of coffee today. (laughs) Don't betray your creativity by Mm -hmm. posting something that you just think is a fad right now. Like if you want to post about, you know, Texas themed coffee cups, but you see that people are posting about blue jeans, don't post about freaking blue jeans. Keep posting about your thing that you're interested in, that you feel inspired to post about consistently. Like, you know, there's enough data out there that you can see that like, oh, my stuff performs better at 830 at night. Like generally I'll post 830 at night only because that's when most people are engaging with my stuff. So consistency, uh, an inability to be like swayed by the opinions of others. And then, um, I mean, as a grown person, with a baby and a wife now, I would say hedge. Like if you going all in on um, 
being an influencer is it i mean maybe this is a screaming hot take but it takes some form of delusion i think to say you know what people are going to care about my life so much that i'm going to be able to do this for a living for the rest of my life like it it takes you physically every time you're doing anything pulling out your camera and filming yourself doing that like if we're talking about true like you know people have been asking about my skincare routine influencers it takes i think some level of delusion to be like people are going to care about this i'm going to film it and so i would just say maybe unless you have like a really good niche going as a as a guy that's maybe gone through it a bit i would say hedge a bit like it would be great to have a job as well to make sure that like because really you're basing your entire business or your livelihood off of a thing that is controlled by some company out there that could overnight change their strategy and you're in like uh, a few months ago instagram was down instagram and facebook were down for like 10 hours and people Mm -hmm. were genuinely scared for their livelihood like i would just say as a dude that's gotten a little older and has responsibilities i would say hedge a bit like it's great to want to build a platform there are real there are like awesome benefits to being you know paid to promote a, a, a product or paid to come on a podcast or promote a thing or like speak at a thing all that's great and um if you can get that train generating for you then definitely invest in it but also if you're starting from scratch i would say at least start doing it in your off time and not just saying you know what dad i'm going to be an influencer Mm -hmm. you can't stop me it's like well maybe hedge a bit because Mm -hmm. a lot of things can change in your life yeah the the algorithm giveth and the algorithm taketh away that's right (laughs) well ben uh ben we really just want to say thank you for um having your for you be agreeing to come onto the podcast and for yeah. us being able to have this conversation, I, I continue to find this topic infinitely fascinating. Uh, maybe we'll have the opportunity to bring you back on to talk about it again, or at least kind of some other elements of it. But um, do you want to give you, you know, and just kind of keeping with the theme, the opportunity to kind of plug yourself a little bit, um, you know, if you want to, to kind of talk about your, your social media platforms, where people can follow you, if they're interested uh, in learning more about you or about kind of the stuff that you post about, where would they find you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me guys. And, and I appreciate the questions. And again, I'm honored to, to be able to, if any of Sigma news out there are listening, I'm honored to be a part of an organization like this. Um, Sigma news given me a ton and any way that I can give back, I'm very open to and feel very honored to be able to contribute if, if this helps anybody. Um, and I know some of it was kind of rambly. And if people like have more questions, they can email me all the time. Info at preachers and sneakers.com preachers letter in, and then the word sneakers.com. Um, if you want to talk more in depth, like I'll, I'll, if you say you're a Sigma new, I'll, I'll respond to you every single time. Like I get, I get messages and emails from thousands of people all the time, which isn't a flex. It's just like an objective thing. But if you say that you're a Sigma new, I will respond to you. I'll talk to you however you need to be talked to whether on the phone or whatever. Um, but, my accounts, Instagram is at Preachers, letter N, sneakers. So like Preachers and Sneakers. Uh, Twitter, at, let's see, at Preachers and Sneakers without any vowels. So like P-R-C-H-R-S-N-S-K-R-S or whatever whatever that is. Um, YouTube, I've got, I'm, I'm growing my YouTube channel. It's more of like short, short-ish form talking head podcast stuff. Um, the YouTube channel is Preachers and Sneakers. Um, the thing I'm most proud of is the book. Like I, I spent a long time research, researching and writing the book and it's called preachers and sneakers, authenticity in an age of for 
for-profit faith and want to be celebrities. And you can buy that anywhere you buy books. Um, and if you're a Sigma Nu and then like money's a thing, email me and I'll send you one. Like, I don't, I don't care, dude. Like I've got tons of them here. Um, and there's also an audio, audio version that's a lot cheaper too. Um, but yeah, I've also got a, you know, in the, in the name of like diluted self-promotion, I have a podcast as well called the Preachers and Sneakers podcast, cleverly named. And that's a longer form talking about some of these issues about like capitalism and celebrity culture within, uh, the Christian church. Um, but yeah, I mean, get the book, follow me on Instagram, send me an email if you got more questions and, um, yeah, just honored to be here and proud to be a Sigma Nu. Awesome. We're proud to have you, man. Um, uh, genuinely, like it's been, it, I've been very excited for this. Uh, you know, I've, I've followed the account actually for a while and, and uh, kind of stumbled upon it during, I guess, your, your meteoric rise um, and and uh, struck a chord in me like it did, uh, obviously, a lot of people. Um, so um, it's very, very cool to be able to sit down and talk to you about uh, about this whole thing. Absolutely. Well, it's great to meet you finally, Adam. Yeah, you too. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Ben. And uh, again, we'll have to have you on uh soon hopefully maybe awesome yeah. thanks chris good to see you guys all right take care the bright star of sigma nu ten thousand brothers where you ten thousand others share you when college days are through we still will cling to you Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Christopher, what'd you think? Gosh, I, I love this interview. Um, I've been super excited that we uh, were able to to get Ben, you know, signed up and and able to participate. Um, and I really enjoyed that conversation. So, yeah, super excited to share this with our listeners. Yeah, and and you know, I, I know it it comes uh, comes across in uh, you know, we're on on the Teams call or the the video call, Zoom, whatever you will, Skype for for all the old heads out there. Um, but Ben's just such a great guy, just such, such like a, a, a warm conversationalist, and it was really great to be able to speak to him, um, and especially to you know, speak to somebody who uh, you know, has so many interesting things to say about what he's passionate about. Um, and you know, if I could say that, that's one of the best things about doing this podcast has been just being able to speak to people that are passionate about the things they're passionate about. A- speak to them about what they're passionate about and, and to have that come through. So hopefully as you know, as our listeners are listening to that, that's what they're getting from it too. So, um, so be on the lookout. Uh, we do have uh, your article uh, in the works uh, for, for the gavel, correct? Or just on the website? Um, so it'll be mostly for the website, but then it'll most likely be included in the gavel as well. That typically is how things go, but yes, we are, Uh, really interested in kind of keeping the conversation going with Ben. And so uh, we're hoping to uh, have an article um, up on his writing experience. We didn't go into as much depth on that. Um, You know, we wanted to spend a little bit more time just kind of talking about social media in general. Um, So if you're interested in his book writing process, the experience, um, you know, he had in, in putting that together or just his journey from getting from, the uh, his Instagram account to publishing the book. Um, we're hoping to kind of give a little bit more information in that article. So um, I think the game plan right now is for that to come out soon. Um, and so be on the lookout for that. 
Um, but also too, just to again plug him one more time, and I know he was able to do so in the interview. But um, if you're interested in his book, um, it's the title of it is Preachers and Sneakers: Authenticity in an Age of For-Profit Faith and Wannabe Celebrities. Uh, you can find that on Amazon or or wherever books are sold. Uh, would strongly encourage you uh, to check that out. Yes, go to your local bookstore. Yeah, absolutely. And if they don't have it. Order it from Amazon. <laughs> um, cool. Oh, and make sure if you do order from Amazon, we do have the Amazon Smile promotion. So, oh yeah, we do. Uh, make sure you identify Sigma New Educational Foundation um, as your charity of choice for Amazon Smile, and everything you purchase on Amazon, uh, a small percentage of the proceeds will go to benefit the Educational Foundation. Yes, excellent. Please do that. Um, okay, everyone. Um, thank you so much for, for listening to uh, another episode of the Gavel Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, um, Christopher, if uh, people want to get in touch with us, uh, where can they do that? Yeah, as always, uh, if you're looking for more information about the fraternity or from the fraternity, you can always check out our website, sigmanu.org. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at sigmanuhq or by searching for sigmanu fraternity. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Who am I, sir? A fraternity man am I? A sigma, a new sir, and will be until I die. I'm rickety hoopty doo What's the matter with sigma new? Hallelujah, Terrica, who altogether for sigma new? Hey!